steps not long enough. and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. It felt like a Bob Marley kind of day. So we have one of the guys from the Epic Times here with us today. We have Nat. We ran into Nat at the Reawaken Tour, uh, uh, Clay Clark's uh, Reawaken Tour, and um, we talked for, you know, uh, well over an hour. We've been texting back and forth for days trying to make this happen, and we're just happy as can be that we're able to make this happen. Nat, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and uh, share some of your knowledge with us. So we, we're going to go through uh, a lot of the information uh, that we talked about in regards to China, the, the, the medical tyranny, uh, uh, just the, the, the war uh, uh, between God and communism, because that's what it really is right uh and and also how china has its tentacles into the education system within the united states so welcome that uh we appreciate you being here sir how are you today excellent thank you eddie it was a pleasure meeting you guys at the reawakening america tour um when i heard your your path of seeking truth it just really resonated with the epic times in its model of truth and tradition traditional journalism and bringing back traditional culture as well well consider this an audition <laughs> i'd love to come work for you guys so we uh you know i, I have had my fair share of studies and and, and i've looked into china um I, I think anybody who's not looking at china at this stage of the game right now is not doing themselves a service whatsoever um, we we need people to take notice at the fact that uh, China is a threat and they're, they're a multifaceted threat and not just to the United States but to the world not just to Taiwan uh, my understanding is that China has a 100-year mandate to rule the world and that's uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about your background, your passion, how you come at this uh, this whole situation, how, how you look at China what, from your point of view, because uh, I, I listened to you quite intently when we spoke, and I was like, this guy really uh, has it down. I, I, I would really just like to have a tenth of what you know. <laughs> I could just download it, but... I got you here, so let's let's go ahead and, and get the, get it straight from you. What, okay. what is what, what what is the biggest threat in your view? What 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 threat does China pose, and how? Well, most people just have no idea that they've declared unrestricted warfare over four decades ago on the United States. Their whole purpose is to rule the world. They think their system is the best. That everyone has a price and can be bought that people are even willing to sell their souls. And for me personally, um, 
growing up uh, in the United States, um, I was actually born in Vietnam. I had already lost one country to communism, and uh, there's no other United States of America to run to. So in the past decade, when I started to really understand this communist threat that continues, because we thought that, you know, once the uh, Soviet Union collapsed, that, uh, you know, we, we had nothing to fear when that Cold War ended, right? Absolutely. But all along, for over four decades, uh, unrestricted warfare. They attack you from every angle. They know they can't defeat the U.S. in conventional war. And I actually saw a video of one of their top generals from 2003. He said that they want the land and the resources of the United States. They can't defeat the U.S. in kinetic warfare. Uh, nuclear war is out of the question, at least back then, that's what he said. Uh, and he said that their best option was bio-warfare. Mm -hmm. But they've had high-level military uh, write books on their unrestricted warfare. I think one of them uh, is something like uh, 24 different ways that they're attacking the United States. So, so I, I, I have seen uh, interviews with old people from the FSB, which was used to be the KGB mm -hmm. in Russia, who stated in the simulations that they ran back in the 80s, uh, when they were considering a full-blown invasion of the United States, they said no matter where we landed, every simulation uh, that we ran, uh, the biggest problem was that the United States has an armed population. Yes. And that armed population was the main reason that the communist country did not come in, didn't invade. If you ever seen the movie Red Dawn, they kind of parachuted in, put everybody in within fences and that sort of thing. Well, the reason that couldn't happen was because um, grandma has a gun. Granddad yeah. has a gun. You know, grandsons and granddaughters all have guns. It. it this is why I believe one of the main stages of the left, one of the things that they push so hard is gun control. Absolutely. And, 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 and the Democrats constantly want to take away the guns. Uh, where my, my thoughts behind it are this simple. Tell Democrats to stop, stop shooting people and we won't have a problem. It's that simple. If you look at all the mass shootings over the last several decades, um, uh, we, what we see in every instance... It, there was a Democrat behind the rifle, behind the gun. We've had uh, in in the this big war, uh, well, this counterculture war that we see going on with the trans community and the LGBTQ community. Um, we they're less than one percent of our population. However, they are responsible for two mass shootings within a ten-month period. First one being in Nashville. The second one was in Pennsylvania. And we still haven't seen the manifesto from the one uh, in um, Nashville. So um, it, 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 we really need uh, people to wake up and be educated uh, in, that's, in that regard. And that's one of the reasons why I believe the left has been over backwards to take complete control of education. And this is where we talked about this is where China has been funding colleges and, and doing that sort of thing as well uh, so that they have their two cents in education. Uh, how old were you when you came from Vietnam, Matt? 
Uh, I was six years old. Six years and, old. And, uh, yeah, we were very fortunate. My dad was an Air Force pilot uh, for the South. And um, we lived on the Air Force base connected to the airport. And we were actually trying to leave and go back to my mom's uh, hometown. But uh, it was all locked down. And a Marine corporal allowed us to climb over the fence into the airport. And there was about a handful of lift locations by the uh, Navy uh, helicopter pilots. So, and so hold up. You, you were in North Vietnam? No, no, South, in okay, Saigon. Okay. Yeah. So my dad was a South Vietnamese Air Force pilot, a major. Okay. And uh, the, the main airport in Saigon, uh, the Air Force base was you know, next to it, basically kind of connected to it. And uh, that was one of the you know, handful of lift locations that the, uh, the Navy pilots were doing helicopter sorties. And uh, I'm hearing that some of them flew for 16 hours straight, just getting out as many people as possible. Yeah. And believe it or not, that was quite... Uh, the whole war actually was very political, and it ended because of politics. So I don't know if you're aware, um, back yeah. in 1973, uh, the North had surrendered after Nixon had bombed Hanoi for like 10, 13 days straight. Mm -hmm. the, the Paris Peace yeah. Yeah, the Paris Peace Accords were signed. And, uh, you know, they had surrendered all the U.S. needed to do. They didn't need to send troops. They just needed to rearm the South. But in 1974, Congress changed. Uh, and the newly elected Congress, first of all, they didn't want to <clears throat> continue to help the South. The, the South just ran out of ammunition. That's all it was. Because that non-trained military of the North, the communists, they had no way to defeat the professional military of the sure. South because the South was trained by the U.S. And like 30 days out before the end of the war, Ford had asked that same Congress to allow up to a million um, migrants to come over that were part of the military, the South military, and their families. And a lot of the deaths could have been avoided, uh, but, you know, that same Congress wouldn't, wouldn't allow that either. See. This is, in, 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 and I'm so glad to have a perspective of someone from that side coming this way. Um, as an American growing up, we, you know, I had a lot of friends, close friends, family members that served in Vietnam. Um, and the stories that we constantly got was one, it was a police action. They didn't want to declare it a war. Um, and there were so many Americans uh, in wartime that were captured as POWs in Vietnam, mm -hmm. and we never went back to get them. Yeah. So, yeah, you see a lot of these POW MIA flags uh, that people put up. And, and as, a, as a teenager, I was told I was finally educated as to why. Um, and when you saw how many Americans were lost in that war, because of the kind of war we were trying to wage, we didn't have to fight the war the way that we were fighting it. Uh, right. As a matter of fact, the way that you just uh, you just spoke about where we were carpet bombing um, and to a point where they couldn't defend themselves, that was the kind of uh, war that would have won this a long time ago um, and, and maybe even toppled the North Vietnamese government and, and stopped this whole thing much sooner than it did. Um, but what, what we do in the United States anymore is we, uh, we, we, we go into these conflicts 
with one arm tied behind our backs. Yeah, you're totally right. And and we we could win them a lot sooner and without a, with a lot less cost of life um, than we do. And as a result, what happens in a lot of cases is like what happened in Iraq, where we created a power vacuum that ISIS filled immediately. Um, they walked right into it because they we had a lack of leadership. Uh, we, we knew this was going to happen. In fact, Cheney said in, in 93 that if we go in and we overthrow Saddam Hussein, the power vacuum will destabilize the entirety of the Middle East. And he was 100% right. It was 100% right. So, so all these wars have been political, you know, the, the, so that's what we're going to find out. Mm -hmm. But uh, hopefully soon we're going to basically you know transcend all of this craziness that's coming to the surface now whatever's happening it's <laughs> happening it's happening yes, for sure i i don't if whether or not you're uh anyone listening if you're a believer in god not a believer in god whatever you can feel it i mean you can yeah. you can tell there's something yeah. happening and you it, there's a tension that has never existed um and and, and i was a, a kid during the cold wars Right. I remember the drills where the teachers used to have us climb under our desks. Uh, matter of fact, in, in Baltimore, where I'm from, right next to D.C., um, they still have the air raid siren uh, alarms that they happen every Monday. So I, I, it was one of the craziest things. I stayed away for about 10 years, and I go back to visit some friends, and come Monday morning, I hear this air raid alarm come on. Whoa, whoa, I'd forgotten. I had completely forgotten about the air raid sirens and it it i was i thought we were being attacked <laughs> but so there is there is a there is a war uh going on in this country and china is assisting in any way they can and this marxist communist socialist ideology that is pervasive throughout the uh, the entirety of the united states starts in our universities but the main thing that they're trying to do first is, you know, you get rid of roles in the family. So mom, dad, now they want birthing people, right? Just get rid of roles. You got to get rid of God. If you don't get rid of God, then the government can't be the ultimate ruler because people are looking to something or somebody above and beyond government. And communist governments don't like that. They yeah, want you to look to them. It's right. funny you mentioned that. There's two state-sanctioned uh, religions in China, uh, a Christianity as well as a Buddhism. And in those temples, above the photos of Buddha and Jesus, they have the photo of the Communist Party leader. So they are placing themselves at the level of God. Yeah. And that goes back to the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx. Uh, in his poetry, he wrote that he was a practitioner of Satan. And in another poem, he wrote that um, since God created this world and the souls here, by him destroying it with his communism, then he would rise to the level of demigod. <laughs> Why but, in the world people think Hitler, Mussolini, Mao, uh, you name it. I don't understand anyone's mentality who thinks that they can beat God at a war, in a war. Yeah. I, I, I'll never understand the thought process behind that because whether or not you believe in God, everybody's going to talk to God. 
Right. When you so leave, when understand. you leave this world, you're going to be standing in front of God, and so it's not like you're going to live forever. I mean, even if you were to wage this war that you're that they're trying to do, that Hitler tried, and so many other, Xi Jinping now was trying. Um, eventually, they die, and yeah. when they die, they're going to answer for everything that they're doing right now. It, it's amazing so, to me. Yeah, atheism. To me, it's not a disbelief in God. That's what they push on. No, it's people, a war against right? God. Yeah, it's anti-God. It's it's uh, basically going the other way. Well, I have a clip here that uh, you sent me, and I want I want to play. Um, and uh, I love the reporting on the Epic Times, by the way. It is my number one resource uh, for research material uh, because I can find the information I really want without Google, and they're crazy algorithm keeping me from finding uh, the information that we actually right. need to report and on. For anyone who wants to really understand the depths of uh, communism, on the main page, when you scroll down to specials and documentaries, in the specials, when you scroll all the way to the right, there's a, about a 20-part video series on this, how the specter of communism is ruling our world. And it goes into depth and detail about communism from start to end. Okay. So communism, the lie about communism is that it, it communism ushers equity, right? Equity is not equality. They're not the same. Equity is an assured outcome. Equality is an assured opportunity. So the best of the best rise to the top and, and, and do the most with that opportunity. Whereas equity um, doesn't consider any of that. It simply uh, states that uh, you know, your, your job is assigned by the government. That your labor is owned by the state. Socialism tells you that you own your labor. The problem is, is that the oligarchs are the you know, the, the government becomes what is termed in other countries as pretty much like royalty at that point. You right. can't question them. You can't do anything. So well, they have to lure people in with that perfection, but that perfection can't exist, right? And even what happened to Mao with Mao when he took power, these uh, 50 to 70 million of the so-called peasants, what Marx called the useful idiots, they were used to take control because he had promised those people farmland. So he took the farms from the original owners, gave it to them for about six years. Then he took it back. Mm -hmm. He starved those people and he executed them if they hadn't died by a certain period of time, taking the farmland back to the state. And same thing with the Soviets. Stalin, he killed apparently 60 to 66 million Half of them were Communist Party members because they can't, in their system, they can't feed everyone uh, equally. They can't uh, police everyone. So the population can only be a certain size. That's right. And if you're, yeah, so. This is the main reason, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because population control is what's happening right here. Yeah. This is, this is, you're at the same uh, reawakened tour I was. I have Dr. <laughs> Scott Jansen coming on. Uh, the podcast next week and he's going to talk about it more in depth my wife got the vaccine and I, mm -hmm. I you know I, I'm, I'm a free choice kind of guy I just said you know what I wouldn't do it 
personally, I'm not going to tell you you can't. You're in the medical field. Her job required her to get it, even when it was emergency use authorization only at that point. Yeah. I was against it. And uh, so I, I went all the way to the Walgreens with her preaching to her, all the way to oh, the Walgreens wow. saying, you shouldn't do it. And Nat, and two, almost three weeks later, she was deaf in her right ear. 100% oh, wow. deaf. I heard that. 100% deaf. So what, what we, we, we petitioned the insurance companies for what's called a cochlear implant, which is a, uh, an implant that goes on the oh. bone in the ear, from what I understand. So the, the, the surgery and the procedure uh, and the equipment comes out to about 30 grand. Hmm. The insurance company refuses to pay. Oh, wow. So it, we're, we're fighting that battle right now, and it's an uphill battle. We do have a great ENT who's uh, doing everything she can to expose these uh, guys for what they are and to hold the insurance company's feet to the fire. So we're, we're working on that, and I'll continue to give the Patriots uh, more updates of that as we continue to fight that fight. I want to play well, Tiffany Meyer. Yeah. Thank you so much, sir. I want to play Tiffany Meyer's um, here. By the way, uh, uh, just like I said, great reporting here. Well, let's listen to what she has to say. Tiffany Meyer. Federal data reveals $100 million tied China to U.S. universities and colleges. Senator Marco Rubio says it's Beijing's plan to overtake the United States. More than two dozen U.S. universities were found to have financial ties with China. That's according to a new report. The report says China-based entities, including the Chinese regime, secured contracts worth $120 million with American colleges in 2021. The true extent of the issue is likely far broader. Senator Marco Rubio criticized the agreement, calling it part of the Chinese Communist Party's efforts to supplant the United States as the world's superpower. Rubio wrote in an email, the Chinese Communist Party is exploiting our education and research institutes to steal our secrets and gain influence. Adding that, this is all part of Beijing's plan to overtake the United States as the world's most powerful nation. The Chinese entities tied to the U.S. universities were frequently left unnamed in the university's reporting of foreign gifts. The largest financial tie detected was between the University of Houston and an unnamed private Chinese entity. Their agreement involved over $30 million, while the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign made four agreements. Their combined value exceeds $26 million. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology, also known as MIT, also had multiple agreements worth more than $14 million. So. This is, this is exactly how the indoctrination begins. It starts with these professors. Um, and we've, we've known that universities hire radical professors for the longest time. If you remember uh, Obama in his early, early days uh, as an alderman had a, uh, one of his friends, his name was William Ayers. Now, Bill Ayers was the leader of a group called the Weatherman Underground. They killed police officers, they bombed the Pentagon, um, and they were radicals. And he was the one who got Obama started in his political career. He, matter of fact, he ghost wrote the book, Dreams from My Father. So, this guy is a professor at a New York college. This, these are, the, so what do you expect the students to come out 
thinking like, feeling like, what do they expect? It's not education, it's indoctrination. You're absolutely right, and it actually even starts at the K through 12 level. Absolutely. In, in elementary schools all the way through high schools. I know uh, in California it, it's been exposed that the funding of a lot of these, um, you know, uh, children's schools, uh, the programs, they're, they're from China. And, uh, you know, they ha- the, where they spend the most amount of money is in propaganda. They only recently changed that biggest department of uh, China. Uh, they changed their name, but they so have how- enormous funding for propaganda inside China to maintain their people, as well as that unrestricted warfare on the U.S. and the rest of the world to indoctrinate everyone else. And, you know, I, I ran into a couple from France about a month ago. They're here uh, in L.A. They're teaching French to students. But they were telling me it's happening in Europe, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the kids are coming out of colleges with full of hate uh, and, and, and rage uh, against their own country, thinking that their country is the most evil, the most racist in the world, it's all indoctrination. Uh, we don't really see true racism. If we go to other parts of the world, we would be completely shocked. And, you know, in China, uh, they've attacked over 50 spiritual and ethnic groups. Yeah. I think that's uh, probably the most racist. Well, right? we have what well, we have over, they have over a million people, over a million Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps. Um, yeah, uh, and and yeah. I've heard rumors that some were even beheaded. Is, is this a thing? Well, they used the model of persecuting Falun Gong since 1999. Right, because it got bigger than the Communist Party. Right. That grew to over 100 million people practicing, and that was quite amazing that a society that was turned into an atheist society Mm -hmm. found spirituality through truth, compassion, and tolerance. When they had done a survey, it started in 1992, by the way, Uh, The teacher, he toured China and lectured with their scientific research society uh, following with them because they were actually doing the practice. They knew and confirmed the health benefits. But when they did a survey in late 98, early 99, they found over 100 million people practicing. It was growing exponentially. One out of 13, including Chinese Communist Party members, all the way up below the president, three out of the seven Politburo members were actually practicing. So Jiang Zemin at that time, uh, he had actually come into power a decade before in 89 because he was the one that ordered the massacre of the college students at Tiananmen Square. But he thought that if this continued to grow, not only would China return to its ancient spiritual roots, but who would follow the Communist Party. So he began enormous persecution. He formed this Gestapo called the 610 Office. They went and rounded up practitioners all over the country, uh, and they actually tortured them to force them to sign documents denouncing the practice, stating they were quitting, so they could use these documents to legitimize their persecution. Now, I have, a, I have a clip that you sent me that actually talks about that. In Mayenza, former chair of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, says China has topped the list when it comes to going after people of faith. Well, certainly China um, was one that um, 
gosh, the violence took our breath away. The, the oppression, how little attention it was getting when we first came on at USURF. And um, so certainly that would be uh, right on top. Christians aren't the only persecuted group. Adherents of the spiritual discipline Falun Gong have also been targeted. Falun Gong grew to popularity in the early 1990s, with over 100 million people following the principles of truthfulness, compassion and tolerance. Even several Chinese Communist Party members. But because the number of people practicing became larger than the number of Communist Party members, the regime launched an overnight campaign to completely eradicate the practice. So I was particularly interested in how people did that, uh, what drove them, how people got through torture. Uh, I'm the kind of person who would last for about 20 seconds in torture. Uh, these are people who lasted, you know, two years. And that's the strength of people who actually have, have faith. conviction and faith. Um, mm. And that's and that's and that's the number one reason I think that most governments fear God in, in general. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm one of them, and I and I say this all the time. I say do the right thing, no matter what the consequences are. Right, because uh, it is a test of faith. Right, evil right. will persecute you to try to force you to quit. So not only are these people uh, forced into slavery, uh, the persecution is still ongoing, but the Communist Party uh, has claimed to do over 100,000 organ transplants per year. You know, Chinese people don't believe in donating organs. The legitimate organ donor program that they've had for a handful of years or whatever. Is that a religious maybe, thing? Is, I'm what, sorry? What, what is the reason behind not... Uh, believing oh, yeah so yeah just ancient culture that the body's supposed to remain intact okay uh, you know for the afterlife so where are all these hundred thousand plus organs coming from so there was a china tribunal done outside of uh london they completed in 2020 they had an enormous international press conference to release their uh, findings it took them a year to look at everything the communist party responded two times with letters stating that it was untrue but they looked at all the evidence they said indeed the persecution has been going on since 1999 but they confirmed even live forced organ harvesting uh, the teacher Falun Gong estimates uh, since 2000 uh, because they're claiming to do over 100,000 transplants a year for profit that somewhere between three to six million have been Same killed. Government. You know the, the you know the numbers that we can uh, actually state as fact they have to be confirmed so those numbers are very small but the numbers in the labor camps likely in the tens of millions and they replicated that persecution to the Muslim Uyghurs as one and uh, with the Uyghurs I'm hearing that they're even advertising Muslim organs available for transplant to the Muslim world wow. so that's how yeah that's how they operate so let's let's hear a little bit about that here from Tiffany. Is the author of the slaughter, mass killings, organ harvesting, and China's secret solution to its dissident problem. But it's not just being unable to practice their faith. In China, persecution has become a lucrative business. What I was really interested in was what did people do? How did this play out? And I think from that perspective, in a sense it ends with organ harvesting. As for the difficulties of researching organ harvesting. It's impossible to research. Just start there. I mean, literally, the people are dead who've been harvested, so that's Makes a good point. question. Uh, 
it is done in secret. Uh, you know, so you basically had to use clues. You had to go to people who'd seen people uh, being taken away and uh, seen disappearances following blood testing and so forth, that kind of thing. And so people go into the hospital or for whatever reason, um, get blood tested and you're you're a match to someone who's willing to pay X amount of money for your kidney or your liver or your heart or whatever it right. is. And the next thing you know, you're getting kidnapped and your organs are being harvested. If I understand Well, they're not the even scheme. being kidnapped. They're already in it's the only labor camps and the prisons. And about every three months, they get blood tested and physicals done, done on them. And they don't know why it's being done, but the regular prisoners, they don't get that. They only do it to the Falun Gong because they're so healthy, the organs are worth a lot of money. So and, you brought um, up a very good point there. You brought up the fact that the infrastructure of the prison system there is built around the organ harvesting. They, right, they set Falun it Gong up. Especially. They, they set it up uh, where you have the prison, you have the hospital, and the airstrip all right there all within one, you know, little area is set up to, to be able to do just that, harvest the organs, get the organs off the ground to wherever they're going fast, right? Yeah. So um, you guys reported on this as well. Listen to this. A witness testimony, another area that helps shed light on the topic is? What I call the Aksu compound uh, space where you have a hospital and you actually have a labor camp built around the hospital. And then less than a kilometer away, you have another labor camp and a crematorium and then 20 minute drive away you have a uh, an airport with a green lane that is a dedicated lane for human organ transplants but given the difficulties uncovering organ harvesting Gutman adds we're not going to have this handed to us on a platter there is no final solution document out there as far as I can tell so Amazing, amazing reporting, by the way. I, 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 I can't say enough good things about the reporting uh, that you guys have done on these, on these topics uh, because I had no clue. And all the things that we, we discussed when it comes to China, when it comes to communism, socialism, uh, you know, uh, New World Orders, all these things. And in all of that, the one that got lost in the shuffle was this one. Because I was yeah. very surprised to see this, um, and, and and for it to be the first time, I'm seeing. Well, it. in the first uh, year, year and a half, uh, U.S. mainstream media was covering it. There was even a Pulitzer Prize-winning article written. I forgot if it was ABC or NBC, but they they did write about it. But why suddenly? From there, we didn't hear anything. Well, the Pulitzer and Prize doesn't mean much of anything anymore. Sure. Because yeah, look yeah. what they did. They, they gave the Pulitzer Prize to people who reported on things that they absolutely knew weren't true, and they didn't right. strip. It's the same way I feel about the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, was yeah. When Obama got elected and he got the Nobel Peace Prize for doing nothing, <laughs> where yeah. Trump at least had the Abraham Accords and things that you could point to as actual accomplishments and, 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 and got no recognition for it. Yeah. So there is there is another hidden cost uh, in China. We talked about we we talked about it briefly. It's the cost of having faith. It's the cost of what, what is the cost of someone who is a true follower of Christ over there and 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 listen to uh, 
the reporting the Epic Times did on that specific issue. How has these regimes gone about trying to eradicate faith? In China, one way is by only approving Bibles that have been edited and approved by the Chinese regime. As soon as the Bible, which is the sacred book of Christians, it has to be edited or approved by the Communist Church, there, there's an implied threat there. That's David Curry, president and CEO of Open Doors USA. Open Doors is a non-denominational mission supporting persecuted Christians around the world. As for what that means for the state-run churches... You can still go to the uh, Three Self Church and hear the gospel. Uh, the question is, uh, what, what sort of trade-offs are those pastors being forced to make? They're having their sermons approved. Will those Bibles eventually be edited so that certain things, are there some things they can't talk about? Uh, there are lots of ways in which the Bible is a moral center that pastors all over the world get up on a Sunday morning and call, call out injustice. Well, what happens when that pastor wants to get up and call out an injustice that's happening in China? What, what, what so happened? Not, yeah, so not only do they change the Bible and change the Buddhist scriptures, the, the, you know, the monks, the priests, they're just Communist Party, Party members. members. They, they may shave their head and, and wear the outfits of monks and priests, but at the end of the day, they are far from it. I've seen pictures and videos of monks, uh, I guess, after work. Their robes are unbuttoned. They're drinking beer, uh, hanging out with women. Um, and so it, it's all bogus. It's all fraud. The, the state-sanctioned religions over there. So you, you may be able to shed light on something that uh, I only have hear tale about, right? I don't know. But you have a lot more knowledge on these uh, subjects than I. Um, there was someone um, uh, uh, that was born that was uh, prophesied to be born. Uh, young kid and the Chinese kidnapped him and when they gave him back mm. he, they they the people didn't think that he was the real can, can you elaborate on that do you know what I'm talking about the... I, I know what you're talking about I didn't hear the end results of that and uh, you know we, we see kidnappings of all levels of society right Jack Ma uh, uh, Peng Shui the tennis player when you don't align exactly with the party guidelines if you step out in any way then you disappear and you get re-educated so that's torture that's brainwashing and you have to submit and you're lucky if you get out of there with your life but uh, you don't necessarily get out of there with your sanity that that's the very unfortunate thing of, yeah. of uh, many uh you know uh, people who have been able to eventually leave the labor camps and they recount their stories. It, it's really horrific, uh, the amount of torture and, and the types of torture they go through. Well, and I, I'd like to, down the road, I'd like to bring on somebody that was in there for over six years and yeah. they really tried to break him at the end, uh, nearly killing him. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely uh, love to speak to him. I, uh, I, I listened to these stories, and, and we shared a couple before we came on air. Uh, I talked to a pastor who, who went over to China. You know, they sneak 
Bibles in because you can't have uh, a Bible in China. It's illegal. The not not a real one anyway. Right. Um, they the the way they edit their Bibles is they take out all the miracles. They take out a lot of. They change the meaning of the stories. They, they do a lot of things to kind of try to make the religion align with their uh, the way they think and. and uh, what what what'll happen here is they sneak these Bibles in. Um, they have the underground churches that exist in China. And as he was saying the story, he was like, they came from some 150 plus miles away. They come all to this small little apartment. There's no AC. There's uh, very few Bibles. He would they were able to sneak in. But as they started doing their Bible study, there were many who. Uh, just he said can you read chapter verse and they just started spouting out chapter and verse uh, what was in the Bible and the pastor was blown away he's like whoa you don't you don't need to share a Bible with XYZ right here you don't want to no 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 we we know it what do you mean you know it we memorized it because we're not allowed to have these books so we memorize them and then we get rid of them that way there's no chance of getting caught with them and um, as I told you, they, they asked the pastor, they said, would you pray that we would become more like the United States? And the pastor said, absolutely not. In no way, shape, or form would I want that for you. And he told them why. He says, there's no AC here. You, 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 you have to memorize the Bible in order to have it in your heart. You, you, you come from so long away. You sit in these hot houses just to be able to sit down and fellowship with your uh, fellowship with your, your your fellow Christians, and and that love of God and that perseverance um, that you're showing is something that we need. I'm going to pray that we become more like you. And yeah, it was very touching. Motivation, right? Yeah. Very very touching. Now Christians are forced to go underground in China if they want to hear the real gospel, and you guys reported yeah. on that as well. Just the Bible. Jeff King, president of International Christian Concern, notes for China's state-run churches. Who is on the wall? Whose picture is on the wall? It's not Jesus, it's Xi's. And what's that book circulating? <laughs> you know, his thoughts. So it's a farce, obviously, and it's a comical farce for a dictator to do this. It's actually comical, and I don't think he gets the joke. But as for the ones who want to practice their faith without the party's influence, King says, I think the the most fervent Christians, they migrate to the underground church. They migrate to the unregistered churches. And that's where the real fervency is. And that's where they'll pay the price. But they're willing to do it because this great desire to be with God and to tell others what they found. They find the answer to life and they're like, we cannot keep this secret to us. You can't. You can't. Jesus said you can't hide it. You know, do you put a, do you, do you light a candle and, and put it under a bushel? Do you? What do you do with that? You you you, you right. go and you tell the world what you know. Hey, look this listen to the secret that I just found out. And they know that that frees people's minds. They know yeah. that that frees them from the chains uh, of communism. And the real question is, who will stand up to communism? Thing with a Marxist and, regime, is that as much as they say there is no God, they set themselves up as a God. Now, I think on the one hand, it's very clear that they will co-opt 
uh, uh, theology. They will co-op religious, the religious impulse in human beings. And so they set themselves up as a god, but at the same time, there's something more than that where I think they really believe it. There it's like, we are the thing to be worshiped and they can't tolerate another thing being worshiped. There's something spiritual going on. Referring to Xi Jinping, the current head of the Chinese regime, King says. Right now, Xi is the, just the worst uh, actor, the enemy of democracy around the world, but he's not paying the price. And through bribes and trickery and oppression, he's getting away with murder literally and figuratively, um, but I think more people need, need to take a moral stand. Given all the areas and people impacted, what can be done? Yeah. Well, I'm going to stop them there and, and say this. Let me mention to you, there's an enormous movement going on in China. Uh, it's called Tui Dang, which is to quit the party. And it's really a, a spiritual thing as well because um, in China, as children, when they're in school, every day, their pledge of allegiance, they're pledging their lives to the party, to the party leader. And if we go back to Karl Marx, which I mentioned to you before, um, you know, he, he apparently grew up and half his, the first half of his life, he was a devout Christian. But once he uh, went to college and started the uh, socialist path, he was trying to think of a way for him to rise to the level of God. In his poetry later on in life, one of his poems, he stated that he was a practitioner of Satan. And there was another poem where he wrote that since God created this world and his communism would ultimately destroy it and the souls on this earth, that he would rise to the level of demigod. So with that Dong movement to quit the Communist Party, they really need to cut the ties to the party for the sake of their soul. And as of right now, if you go on to endccp.com, if people can just sign the petition, over 3.7 million worldwide have signed it. But at the bottom of that website, there's a green number, over 417 and I think right now today is uh, 417, 900,000 Chinese people have quit the Communist Party. The momentum is enormous. They will collapse. And I'll and, make uh, sure that that link is in the bio, and it is endccp.com. And I'm calling right, on all patrons to go yes. sign that petition, please. Because Thank this you. is a spiritual war. This is That's exactly what we're up against. There, there are... There are many references to Gog and Magog in our Bible, and it even gives timelines. And one of the timelines ties into the kings of the east, or well, the kings of the east who's in the far east, that's China, right? So it says that when the Euphrates River dries up, that the kings of the east will march and there'll be great war, right? So the Euphrates River has been there since Genesis 1, right? So since the very beginning, the Euphrates has always been there. The piece of land in the center and the Tigris on the other side of that. So it's never dried up. So if it were to dry up all of a sudden, you'd pay attention, right? Well, it's, it's just about dried up right now. It has never dried up in the history of the world. And right now, it's about bone dry. And, and it all culminates with this march towards communism and we have a president right now who is completely compromised. I mean, compromised to the hilt. They set up 
20 shell companies. Uh, Rob Walker LLC was their liaison between the CEFC, who was who uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden were all doing business with at the time. Um, and they were paying them through shell companies. And some of that money went to uh, his grandchildren. <laughs> I mean, don't, you can't. What, what was his what was his grandchildren doing to get money from China? God knows uh, they don't even have a Biden product. It's not like Trump who owns hotels and. He sells something as a service that he offers and he makes money. However, we have a president who has been compromised. And when you take money from the Ukraine, when you take money from Romania, you take money from China. And, and you can speak to this better than I. There are no companies in China that act independent of the CCP. Every company that is in China has a mandate that's higher than any labor law we have here or anything like that like TikTok for instance we had this big issue with TikTok because they wanted to end TikTok they wanted to take TikTok down and people were like first amendment first amendment until they read the EULA and the EULA literally says you're giving the software license to clone your phone clone your pat you know to to take a record of your keystrokes patterns iOS uh, type of uh, re screen resolution all the things as I recognize as a as a computer guy that would be necessary for me to make a software version of your phone so but I digress back to back to Biden if they paid him millions of dollars which they did they know what they paid him for you know they know what the money was for and and so we have a guy in office right now who his most possible, I mean, I, I'd say the probability is in the high 90s. Um, I'm, I'm just giving a, a little bit of percentage room for, their, for me to be wrong slightly, but I'm pretty sure of myself um, that he is uh, they, so compromised that he has to take orders from those who compromised him. Otherwise, he would be outed. He would be outed tomorrow if Romain, uh, Romania, Ukraine, and China were to say, do what I'm telling you to do, or we're going to release to the press X, Y, Z, and all these other things that we know about you that they don't. And um, it, would be, it would be damning. So when we look at this, we look at it from the lens of a government or an administration right now who many say is the first administration in my lifetime, in my entire lifetime, that has mailed uh, drug paraphernalia to its citizens. He sent crack pipes to his own citizens. He mailed crack pipes. Uh, he had uh, a party on the White House lawn where people from the trans community were running around with their shirts off. For the first time in history, cocaine was found in the White House. We, we have lost our way in this party this party, this this left-wing party, is not the Democratic Party of JFK. This is something altogether different. And it, it, it is starting to look like and resemble a lot of the people we're talking about in this show. It is starting to look like China. It is starting to look like Cuba. It is starting to look like a lot of these places. And people wonder why. Well, here's why. They've compromised our colleges and our education. They've compromised our K-12 through schools they've gotten rid of the roles they attack the parents the people that speak out get canceled they lose their jobs they're enacting medical tyranny 
Does this sound like the United States to you? Yeah, the corruptions, uh, they're coming to the surface. Uh, the, um, there's a, a good documentary on the website called Leaving California. Uh, it doesn't attack and go after the politicians that have, you know, placed in these uh, laws and that are affecting California so tremendously. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, what in China, every company, the, the government owns 30% of it. And once it automatically. gets to a certain size. Automatically. Yeah, automatically. Yeah. And once they get to a certain size, the government will place in CCP officials to help manage that company because they want to make sure they get their cut. So there is no private ownership of industry of any kind in China. If they told no, the cool. if, if they told the guys who run TikTok, you must spy. You don't have any option yeah. but to spy on anyone who downloads yeah. that software. And we're looking for the accounts of, and maybe they have a list. If these people have accounts, we want their keystrokes. We want everything off of their yeah. account. We want that. And they ha and you've signed up and you've agreed to give it to them. And no yeah. one sees. I. I <laughs> true story when when i found this out when it was broke by uh joe rogan i believe who made it famous he 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 got it set up one weekend he said and he read through the end user license agreement that comes along with tiktok and so he he read it on his podcast out loud so people would hear the things that they were agreeing to i took that to a couple of it professionals i know at a company and i said you should ban tiktok on all of your work uh, apparatus cell phones tablets whatever you should ban it and you should block the you should block the domain and they and they, and they gave you they give you the shrug ah oh, everyone does that who I mean every end-user license agreement says that well I said well do you remember solar winds just what three years ago or so we had a pipeline on the East Coast got shut down by Russian hackers. Why? Because they installed an IT tool that's used throughout the industry and has been for years called SolarWinds. And it had malware in it. That malware allowed uh, Russian uh, hackers to get in and shut down a gas pipeline on the East Coast. If they, if they didn't intend to use the malware they have built into TikTok, they wouldn't have put it there. TikTok, my understanding, it's the absolute worst as far as um, malware, spyware, and even brainwashing to the extent where kids are committing suicide from what they see on, on that uh, platform. So looking, uh, speaking of that platform, um, Welcome to we, we have a Ganjing world, G-A-N-J-I-N-G uh, world.com. It's a platform that's really incredible for kids. Uh, there's no spying whatsoever, but there's no pornography. There's no language or violence as well. And I think I gave you a card yeah, with that yeah, sure on did, there. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Sure did. And I'll put links to all of these things in the bio of this podcast for anyone who is interested in that. Because it's definitely one of the things that we, we – how we educate and treat our kids and raise our children must be intentional. You're, you, yeah. you just can't let the world organically raise your kids and teach them the values 
uh, that you want. They're not just going to know them. If you don't sit them down and tell them and instill these values in them and teach them, the world is going to. And if you're looking at the same world I am, I don't think that that's the world I want teaching my children. I, I raised my grandson, right? I, I, and, and he's approximately, he's getting ready to turn eight years old. Wow. I go through his school every day. <laughs> Every day, I know. I know the the principal. I know the vice principal is after school program people. We're involved. They were surprised. I went for a parent teacher meeting one day, up there, and um, and I said, "Do you mind if I walk through the library?" And they're like, "Sure, why?" And I just I told them exactly why. I want to make sure that the content that you guys are giving to these elementary school students is fitting. I, I, I'm a taxpayer and I'm a parent. So I don't believe in these, uh, what they're doing is these, your, your, your state is the worst when it comes to this. Um, the, the, the school counselors basically um, indoctrinate the children and they even give them gender affirming care and counseling um, and keep the treatment secret from mom and dad. Um, there were instances that I couldn't believe. One of the most famous instances uh, took place in Texas, one of my favorite states for all the right reasons, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So a young girl goes into a restroom, and she was attacked by a transgender. It was, it was a male. Mm. I, I keep saying this transgender word, and I, there is no such thing. All right, I'm just, right. I'm, I'm not one of them. I'm not participating. I'm a Christian, so yeah. uh, I have. I have as much right to not believe <laughs> what they believe as they do to believe what they believe. So this boy, male, uh, enters a, a female restroom and he, and he rapes a female who's in that oh, restroom. Boy. The father shows up. He shows up to the school board meeting and the school board was uh, intentionally trying to sweep this under the rug and not let people know what happened. Well, the father evidently was not having any part of that so he wanted to make sure everyone knew what happened um they called the man transphobic they arrested him on site and the individual who raped the young girl got sent to another school system where he, he did the same exact thing he did mm. the same exact thing and and that's not the only thing that that they see this this oppresses women Imagine having your daughter going to a school where she was told she had to, and she had no option, but she had to shower next to a biological male. Or your daughter competes in a swim team, in a basketball team, or whatever sport, and she's ready to get that scholarship or whatever it is, and it gets taken from her because a male who's physically much more superior than a woman, bone density, muscles, Things that women just biologically just cannot compete with. Um, and they, they lose their scholarships, their accolades, their trophies. Um, it, it, imagine when this becomes even more pervasive than what it is in the girls' basketball team as simply has five guys out there that identify as women. Then where are the women? <laughs> it, this, is, this is really – we have two – uh, people that are competing in the Miss Universe contest, one from, uh, uh, I believe, one's Norwegian, 
And the other one is from, unfortunately, my state, Nevada. Um, and they're men. And, but they're going to be in the Miss Universe pageant. This is exactly what Karl Marx envisioned when he said you have to get rid of the roles in society. Yeah. When, you when, when feelings are the only thing between you and what's real, what stops you from saying, I feel like I love that 13 or that 12-year-old as a 40 or 50-year-old man? Well, if your feelings are all that matter... And then you've gone so far as to allow that 12, 11, 13, whatever year old child to say, I want to be a female even though I'm a male or vice versa. You've taken away the age of consent. So the parents no longer have a say because you took it away. And now you've allowed a child who can't even determine what time they can go to bed to determine their gender. And the age of consent has now changed. And they're normalizing this. matter. They've gone so far is to call child molesters MAPs or minor attracted persons. They're mm -hmm. trying to normalize things in our society that we that are absolutely apprehensive. And it's like you said earlier, there there there's no neutral anymore. And and I know that sounds divisive, but you're either helping or you're hurting. There's there's no I'm just sitting on the fence and I'm not in it. If you're not helping, you're hurting. I mean, it, yeah, and all, all these things that stems back to, you know, communist Marxist ideology to divide and conquer, to destroy morality, to destroy the family and faith. Uh, and that's where they start to break down the culture. And it starts uh, in and, school. Yeah. And then the, the individuals are only relying on the state. So that one child policy that they had so long it's to isolate that individual from the rest of his family. Mm -hmm. If uh, he or she is in school most of the day and they don't spend that much time with their parents, then they're being completely indoctrinated the rest of the time and they're owned by the state, basically. And that's what they want to do and replicate that around the rest of the world. Well, I, I can tell you that's exactly what's happened. I mean, you you saw Hitler employ that same them same tactics. That's what yeah. that's what was the Hitler Hitler Youth was. Uh, they were yeah. turning in their family members um, and having them killed. Anyone who wasn't loyal uh, to the uh, to, to to Hitler, they they were they were killing. And and he was a very uh, Karl Marx the same way Mao. All these people they were they were very charismatic. They were. They came out, they said all the right things, and uh, it reminds me of Obama, right? A very articulate guy who, um, th did you have a chance to talk to uh, Wayne Allen Root while you were at uh, the convention? No, no, I, we didn't have a t chance to talk to any of the speakers. Uh, one, one gentleman stopped by and spoke with us, but yeah. So we were... Wayne Allen Root and I had a, a nice little conversation. And uh, it was uh, just kind of a follow-up on what he talked about as far as when he was at Columbia, where at the same years and all that, that, that uh, Obama was supposed to be there, uh, he wasn't there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot about this guy's past that seems to be manufactured. And then, yeah. and then they want to call people birthers or all these other things when – the, the person who actually started this whole uh, deal about Obama's birth certificate and where he really came from was a member of the Democratic Party. He was a chairman, in fact. His name was Phil Berg. And uh, he was a chairman out of Pennsylvania. And then you heard the, uh, the, the, 
the uh, interview with Granny Sarah, who was Obama's grandmother, who said that his mother came over, and I think it was like her eighth month of pregnancy and stayed a while, and they wouldn't allow her to fly back to the United States because she was so far gone in, 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 her, in her pregnancy. So she gave birth before she flew back. And so I would say, okay, fine. Okay, maybe if that's not true, what about this next part? So he leaves Hawaii uh, at the age of five, right? So when Hawaii became a state, um, we, we, the, the rule was you had to stay in the, in the United States for six years without leaving to be considered a citizen. He went to Indonesia where he attended. Uh, it was a, it said a Catholic academy, but it was really an, it was really an Islamic school. And he attended that uh, for the entirety of the time that he was there. He was adopted by Lolo Satoru, who was a very uh, well-to-do oil man, right? So that's why his mom ended up leaving him, because his stepfather became a capitalist. And so he came back to the United States, and his grandmother and grandfather who lived in Hawaii, introduced him to a man named uh, 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 Franklin Marshall Davis. Franklin Marshall Davis was the author of the book called The American Communist, and that was his mentor, and he was the guy who wrote uh, his letter, uh, to uh, his, his uh, referral letter to um, Harvard when he went. So you have that, you have his, his, his affiliation with William Ayers, uh, you have his affiliation with uh, 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 Jeremiah Wright, who was a black liberal theologist, uh, pastor at a church called Trinity in, in, in Chicago, which when you look at the roots of this uh, religion is also an Islamic religion. He tried to say that he didn't agree with that pastor to want to baptize both of his children, married him and his wife. He had went to that church for 20 years. He agreed very, very firmly with everything this man said when he was calling the United States the K US KKK of A and all these sorts of things. So there there's a, a lot of you know gaps that need to be filled in in this guy's past and people are not willing to say much of anything about it in the United States because they don't want to be deemed racist right it's very quick to throw that 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 racist word at somebody they love to use it because it's it's literally how you know you won an argument against the leftist the moment they call you a racist celebrate you won because they can't they can't the the they can't get with you on the issues the, yeah. if you look at yeah. one, one of the clips you you sent me was a usc uh, uc berkeley clip of uh, of the chinese communist party the people that were persecuted by them who went to speak at berkeley and yet they were professors yeah. and students who stood against them and tore their posters down and i, I i'm just blown away by this i'm blown away at this day and age that there are people in this country, the freest country in the world, mm -hmm. that will stand with and stand up for putting themselves in chains. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. I, yeah, so we were speaking about the um, Confucius Institutes, and it had grown to near, somewhere around 450 locations throughout the U.S. on college campuses. That's right. And they're just literally um, uh, spy offices for the Chinese Communist Party. Well they want to maintain their control over their students and also at the same time recruit Americans for their Thousand Talents program, 
for intellectual, you know, warfare, and uh, and yeah, trying to see they they think their system that they can just buy everything. They don't need they don't need to produce it themselves. That's and right. I I truly see the communist system. It really restricts the mind when there's no free thought, free will. There's no innovation. You can't be creative. Yeah, there's no innovation. So. They would just rather steal it and, and buy it from somebody. This is the reason why in in all these countries that push socialism, we, we can go real close. We could just go as far as Canada. We don't have to go much further than that. Uh, Canada pushes their health care system as, as premier. However, if anyone needs any real serious medical work done, an emergency uh, type of procedure, that where are they coming to get it done? Where are they absolutely certain... They're going to get the best treatment. They come here. They come here to get it done because they know there you're just a number. Yeah. You're just a number. And if it's a 55% plus of your money is taxed and taken by the government. Can you imagine? I work one hour for me, one hour for you, one hour for me, one hour for you. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine living in, in a society where you don't get to reap the fruit of your own benefits. It's like how we, we, we continuously demonize uh, people for doing well in the United States. If you're a rich man, you must be evil. Because how else could you get to be a rich man? It, it can't be because you just did the right things. Look at Elon Musk. He's the perfect example. A guy shows up in the United States, didn't come from money. I think he said he had $1,000 in his pocket. And look what he did. With a thousand dollars in a country that 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 you know fosters innovation and right. and ideas and why does that one percent of the population constantly the names on that list change every year? Who was there in in in, in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two was not the same people that were there in twenty twenty three. They change because everyone has the opportunity to become that. Right. Every so that's single why one of the us. greatest innovative minds, they come to the United States because they know they can have that opportunity. In these other countries, even non-communist countries around the world, based on class, whatever, uh, you, you don't have the chance to go to, even to go to school. You don't have a chance to uh, have a free scholarship to college. Uh, and you may not likely have the money to even start up a company. Uh, so in China, if you and I were to go there, uh, if you were able to start a company over time, they'd probably take it from you. There's a, a lot of um, Americans and uh, people overseas after so many years, they just happen to uh, so-called commit suicide or fall down the stairs to their death. And me not being Chinese, not being part of the Communist Party, I would never have a chance to, to start a business there. But well, one of, one of the worst things the United States does um, is we do allow foreign countries to come here and buy and own the land of our country. And, and I think that is, a, that is a danger to our sovereignty. Look what China was doing by buying up farmland in the United States. Um, at, at what point do you lose your sovereignty by allowing foreign nationals to come here and they can't become citizens here, but they can own everything here. That's it's yeah. a it's a that's a danger. I think that we that we don't want to stifle innovation, and we definitely don't want to become isolationist. But there has to be some sort of middle ground for what's 
what's right and what's good for the country uh, to keep our sovereignty intact. So we don't see the things happening like we see happening now. Like this clip right here about the Confucius Institutes, we, ju we were just talking about when Trump brought it up, they called him xenophobic, but listen. Component of the China-funded program is the Confucius Institute. The Chinese Communist regime says the Institute aims to teach Chinese language and culture worldwide. But many are concerned that the Institute spread the Communist Party's propaganda and restricted academic freedom. Out of the over 120 Confucius Institutes in the U.S., only more than a dozen of them are still open. As Putin claimed that Russia has withstood the unprecedented pressure, China told Russia on Tuesday it will continue to increase what it called strategic coordination between the two nations, regardless of international volatility. According to a statement, China's vice foreign minister gave this assurance to the Russian ambassador to China. He cited the almost 30% increase in China-Russia trade in the first three months of this year as evidence of the resilience of cooperation between the two countries. See, and that this is... well-known component of the China-funded program... Very much so what I think has happened here, with one of the mistakes that the United States made with China, uh, with, excuse me, with Russia, was when we... We did all this propaganda against Russia. Now, and by no means am I going to say Russia or Putin is a good guy. We all know who he is. But to draw a contrast between him and Zelensky the way that they have is a completely false uh, uh, comparison, meaning to say that one is good and one is bad. Because Zelensky outlawed 16, uh, outlawed all of the political opposition parties. Uh, to his once he got elected. He threw his political uh, uh, opposition in prison. He, he did the same thing. He, he, he said, you can only worship if you do it like this. He got rid of uh, the, the media. He shut down the internet. Um, he did all of the things uh, in the same way um, that Russia was doing them and we're hailing him as some kind of good guy putting him on putting him on the cover of time magazine but by doing so we ostracized russia and we cut off trade with russia and talks so what did russia do it was very it was easy pickings for china to show up and say all that trade you just lost with the united states don't worry about it we're going to come in and we're going to fill the gap now they're pushing their new world order which they say the united states will not be invited to and they're already starting to nationalize their own product and starting to deal in their own monetary units instead of the petrodollar or the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. And I think that is everyone's afraid of inflation, right? Everybody complains about how much we're paying for groceries, how much goods cost, all of these things. However, no one, no one considers, not even a little bit, uh, the dollar crashing because we're not the reserve currency we have yeah, saudi arabia brazil out and we're seeing truth you know come to light um everyone has you know has the opportunity to choose their path and you know the people that like we've discussed about they're on a fet on the fence uh and and haven't really you know taken uh a stance either way uh, whether they support the things that ultimately the, the Chinese Communist Party could, are controlling versus, you know, taking the path of freedom, 
then um, they need to see the result of this communism, this communist attack on the United States and the world. And maybe only through suffering will they see that. But, uh, you know, we just have to keep the faith. I, I can guarantee that I feel that everything will turn out fine, but it will take the majority of Americans to understand this. When the heart of a society of a country wants to take a certain path, it will go that way, either good or bad. And I feel like we're already well on the way to understanding, you know, the truths that are going on. So we just have to continue to allow, you know, everyone to see that truth. Yeah, I say that, I say this quite often, evil will never just retreat. It must be beaten back. It, it's not just going to stop and say, you know, oh, we're sorry about the indoctrination. We were wrong. We're, we're going to stop from now on. We're not going to do this. We're not. They, they're never going to do that. You, it, it, the war, the revolution that everyone talks about, the coming revolution, the coming war, all that, it, you're not paying attention. It's happening. It's right now. We're in it. It's this information that we're giving to people right now. It's these, they, it was a long time ago it was said the United States would never be destroyed from an enemy outside. It has to be destroyed from within. And it yeah. said that the United States will never stand for so, uh, for communism, but if you spoon-feed them socialism over a long period of time, they'll start to ask for it. And that's what we yeah. see. That's what we see in our inner cities. Uh, when we see people that are essentially voting for the uh, person who will continue to give them their entitlements. And the Democratic Party says, don't vote for them. They're going to take away your Social Security. They're going to take away your welfare check. They're going to take away... Your wick, your whatever it is, you know, they're, they're, they're going to take it away. When Trump was in office, we saw the lowest unemployment record in history. We saw the highest salaries in history. We saw more people come off the welfare rolls. People were not indebted to government no more. They were starting to be able to stand on their own two feet and be prosperous and not need government to make them prosperous. You know, it's the old adage of give a man a fish, teach a man a fish. And when a man knows how to fish, he doesn't have to go to the government and say, give me a fish. And then all of a sudden, they lose their power. And people start becoming more educated, standing on their own two feet. And they can't stand a well-educated and prosperous uh, population because they can't control it. They can't control it. So, Nat, uh, that's it for today. But I really do appreciate it. I love talking to you. We're going to continue this conversation, Absolutely. of course. Uh, we have a lot a more to cover. We have a lot more to cover. We we yeah, barely scratched yeah. the surface of it. So, uh, yeah. thank you Maybe so much we'll for taking with the time. Uh, Spygate on the next one mm -hmm. because uh, with the Epic Times just concentrating on truth, being unbiased, when they released that four by three info map on how the Hillary campaign along with that uh, Obama administration spying on the Trump campaign, mm -hmm. laying it all out with every, you know, body involved. Uh, the mainstream media actually attacked the Epic Times for being right-wing conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I remember. Even though, yeah, we don't endorse any politicians. Le and, Leslie Stahl and, uh, was made to look like a fool after that Trump interview when she said, sir, there's yeah. no evidence of that. And within 24 hours, the evidence was there but they already knew the evidence yeah. was there they already knew it. yeah for sure they already knew it yes yeah, thank so you so much i actually uh i have that here uh-huh i have that here 
I'm, I'm going to be definitely making sure that uh, I'm able to stay in the conversation with you. I, you got more knowledge than I, I listen. Most people tell me all the times like they don't get Eddie started on politics because he won't stop. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you I got me don't beat, like man. Politics either. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I know the main understandings of it, but the details it gets so you know, uh, it's it's a big headache really to me. So I, I just you know try to keep with the the general. Theme you know, it, it, what I, the truth is right now, what it really boils down to is right and wrong need to mean yeah. more than right and left. Yeah. If the Democratic Party saw within their own party people that were doing wrong and breaking laws and whatnot, and they held their feet to the fire, I could disagree with them, but I could respect them. Yeah. And right the now, I, right now so I can't divided. do that. Yeah, and, and you know, for us to get through this, uh, these incredible times, it's going to take the country to unite under truth. That's and, right. and that's really what the purpose uh, of the Epic Times uh, is right now. That's and, the, and we the appreciate everything purpose. the Epic Times is doing. And uh, you. guys, if you if you if you're not a subscriber to the Epic Times, please do so. Uh, it, it is a great publication. If you haven't downloaded the app and, and on your on your Amazon Fire Stick or on your Fire TV or anywhere else you can get it online, uh, some of the publications that they have. The shows that they have on there, uh, if you're anything like me, you will absolutely stay entertained. Uh, it is, it's amazing the amount of information that they have. And you're not yeah. going to get it on CNN. You're not going to get it on Fox News. You're not going to get it yeah. anywhere else but the Epic Times. Yeah. And we appreciate you guys very much. And um, Thank you. Please share the link for yep. the um, you know subscription. But yep. they can, anyone can try it out online for just a dollar for two months of full access of the website and everything's on there. Absolutely. And as always, Patriots, as always, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast.